0: 17, and now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Smash After
2: Show. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another post-game wrap-up of Smash. Tonight is the workshop. Uh, oh, crud. I don't know what episode it is. Uh. It's, it's uh, episode seven. I believe. Yes, episode seven. Season one, episode seven. I am Tamara Berg. I'm joined in the studio by Kendra Cavasal and we've got Ronnie Jr. and Jerrica in the booth running things for us. So We're excited
3: about the show as always. We are. And you know we also have your your third uh, partner in crime, Sarah Oh, yes, we Mendoza. have – I'm so sorry.
2: Oh, Sarah, we, we have for... you on the phone. I just forgot. <laughs> Many things to think about here. It's and... been a
3: long Dancing with the Stars type of day, it so it's okay. It has
2: been. It has been. Yes, if you all are watching Dancing with the Stars, and even if you're not, you, <laughs> you need to vote for Maria Menounos. <laughs> Right. She is our patron and our founder, and she is her gorgeousness and competing on Dancing with the Stars this season, so yes. I called 12 times today.
1: I tried to.
2: You tried to, Apparently. and you will when you get home. Yes. Well, I mean,
1: <laughs> no, but we talked about the carrier. Yeah. No, but
3: you can do it. Yeah, just don't stop till you till Just you keep trying. It. Just make, no, make it happen. It was, no.
1: it was, a, it was a separate
2: <laughs> discussion. Yeah.
4: Yes. Can you guys yeah. hear me right now? Yes,
1: we
2: can. Do you have something to say, Missy?
4: Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, so I had car troubles. That's why I'm not with you guys I know. tonight we're, miss you we're,
2: we're missing you. Are you missing us?
4: I, I am missing you very much. Good. I wish I could see your faces right now.
2: I know. I know. You're going to have to look I, tomorrow.
4: I just want to say that I called 12 times from three different phones. <gasps> Good for you. Oh, nice. I'm going to do
2: 12 times tomorrow from another phone as well. So,
1: yes.
4: Yeah, but I couldn't text in though because I don't have an AT and T phone.
1: Yes, yeah, see Sarah, that's that's what we were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah. I tried to text. You in can only do the back. text the votes
2: if you have an AT and T phone. So Didn't know that. yeah,
4: yeah, that's so so limited. I don't know why they would go with that company if it's just
2: just keep AT&T, picking up phones back wherever back. you go <laughs> that's,
1: and calling
4: results. It's not. And I'm just I gonna know. go to an AT and T store and like. Right, exactly. I need, yeah. I need to test this phone. I need to test it. Times. Twelve all times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into Smash. Let's okay. get into Smash. So first of all, Bernadette Peters—we've been long awaiting this appearance. Bernadette yes. Peters shows up as Ivy's mother. Looking and right. Great. Very first thing we have to say. <laughs> how old is she again, Sarah?
1: 25 64, 64 years old 64 years old it looks fabulous. And
2: she looks the same as she ha- she has not. the picture of Dorian Gray. She's got a painting in her attic that is aging because she is not. <laughs>
1: she, <laughs> no, looks she, she looks
4: amazing. She looks exactly the same as like 20 years ago when I was watching Annie on T on that on um the movie
2: easily yeah. easily she looks the same and sounds the same as well she did that yeah. beautiful song everything comes everything's coming up roses um from gypsy mm-hmm. just a great you know crowd pleaser wonderful effortless. song that everybody yeah.
1: yeah i was blown away yeah. yeah it was
2: fantastic but her character uh <laughs> not so nice no not so nice i'm just realizing i have fuchsia glue on my fingers because i was I was uh, doing some volunteer stuff earlier today with, with little kittles, and uh, I realized I did not get the pink off of my fingers.
1: So, oh my gosh, it's you everywhere. Said, I have it good. everywhere. Oh, what a my great gosh.
2: time to notice that. I know. Fantastic.
4: It's <laughs> a nice reminder. <laughs> Very cool. Volunteer work it is. Yeah. It is.
2: That was, is good. I was working with a sick kid. It's
4: distracting, uh, you know.
2: Yes, it is. It distracted so me, and fingers. I'm sorry for hijacking the conversation. <laughs> 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 it's okay. Um, uh, right. The character, not so nice. <laughs> Hey, it's That's late, people. Monday is a really <laughs> long day for us.
3: Yeah, for mo- for the rest of the world, Monday it's is day like no one. But for Tamara and me, and a lot of people, like it's day three. Right. Plus, <laughs> when's plus, the weekend?
2: Plus, we, we just get in here Honestly, late every night, yeah. every Monday night. So yeah. it's it's just it's a little hard. So I'm sorry. I'm I'm really going to try to not be distracted. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> we need the board. Um, Lee <laughs> Conroy, who is uh, Bernadette Peters' character, she. She, she comes in and kind of is sabotaging Ivy all along, and mm-hmm. and it's really sort of typical that that's what she would do because she's you know a Broadway star. Mm-hmm. She's clearly an icon; everyone knows who she is wherever she goes. And not only that, when she walks in a room, she she commands attention mm-hmm. both with who she is, but how she is. Mm-hmm. She plays along, yeah. right?
1: Yeah.
2: And and it was an inappropriate thing for her to do every time. I thought, didn't you? Yeah.
1: But that's her personality, right? So yeah. Right,
2: yeah. But I would have killed her if she were my mother.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's what Ivy was feeling, sort and of thinking. saying, yeah, 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 yeah. It was interesting though.
4: Um, except for except for when she came into the workshop, uh, like okay, so I don't at that point, she was trying to steal her thunder her daughter's thunder. You
2: didn't think she was, or you did think she was?
4: Um. In every instance except that, I thought she was. Hmm. So n- not that for not that instance.
2: I thought that was the most blatant <laughs> of the incidents.
1: Really? Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. well, she she could have just you know, s- you know scrambled. She her could seat have quietly. But, but she, no, she made right a whole production. Yeah, of
2: she made going a whole curtain call right. of getting to her her seat. Exactly.
1: It's,
4: a curtain call. She did. <laughs> I, I just think that's in her. That's just how she is. Right. Well, she's a woman
2: of the theater, obviously.
4: Right.
1: She was just trying to project at the (laughs) wrong moment. Whatever.
4: (laughs) What What did you guys think it was, why she was being like that? I thought throughout the whole episode that she just didn't, she wanted to get her glory back because she's, I get the I got the feeling that she was she's been out of the business for a while but yeah. people still know her. Yeah. Because she had a successful career. Yes. And here her daughter is, you know, having some Up
2: an up and coming career.
4: Right, mm-hmm. an up and coming star now. She's she's getting her first shiny moment and she's she's saying, Hey, what about me?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, like, well, because, you know, she is, she's obviously not playing ingenue roles anymore, yeah. It would be the, you know, matron roles, so to speak, mm-hmm. in, in anything, if she was getting any roles. She clearly still has the ability, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I'm sure that's all it is. It's that, you know, the insecurity of actors. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah. I mean, she's that's why torn. why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I, I think she's torn between a few emotions. You know, that, yeah. what you guys mentioned, and... um Seeing her daughter, but wanting to encourage her, but remembering the tough times, I guess, she probably, I assume she had uh, leading to her success. Right. And And feeling
2: conflicted about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So,
1: you know, that protection, but the, oh, I need to fall back because, you know, for lack of a better term, (laughs) um, you know, because I need her to grow on her own. But I need to keep a stone face, don't tell her I love her, but I love her, so let right. me tell her. So it was well, it's a really lot of... g- it's it really is complex, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting it's to watch. Hard to deal with psychology. Of but
2: then I thought it was really done well. Yeah. Um I think, you know, there's all there it doesn't matter how good one's relationship is with one's parent Mm -hmm. there it's it is always complex and it's never perfect right right? Mm -hmm. and so when you add these extra elements of being a performer Mm -hmm. and all of the the drama and trauma pardon the pun that go with that Mm -hmm. um it's it's extremely difficult and it it speaks to all those things that you were just saying it's it's a hard thing to deal with and the competition and Mm -hmm. And all of that, you can
4: you can definitely see the push and pull um, within Bernadette's character throughout the episode, because obviously it's a gesture of caring that she shows up to be there for Ivy during this time during you know the workshop performance, right? Um, and she gets there, and maybe she doesn't think the spotlight's going to be here, but it just you know, I was reading something like. You know the energy just gets sucked out of the room when Bernadette Peters walks in because she's such a bright light, she's such a star. So she ends up performing, and throughout the performance, she's commanding that performance, but she also tries to direct some energy back to Ivy because she has to try and remind herself, like this is for Ivy, you know, it's right. for mm-hmm. Ivy. Well, you um, know, so we definitely see the push pull going on. What about
2: this her. this possibility that um, s- people didn't know that? that uh was what was mother. her name lee was ivy's mother yeah. and couldn't that actually work for ivy's fate in ivy's favor i think it did not only are you an up-and-coming star who's very talented but holy cow you come from that yeah. gene pool yes right. you're amazing I, 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 think I think that would think, definitely add
1: credibility yeah, wouldn't you i think it immediately did with uh we saw Derek. Derek, kind yeah kind of you know, encouraging her mm-hmm. after the fact. Like mm-hmm. he, he was, you know, beating her down, beating her down, and then oh, Lee shows up. Oh, you know, you're great. You know, you're fantastic. <laughs> By the way, yeah, you were I born don't to this. do this. You yeah. have ice in your veins. Yeah, yeah. I don't say it much, I, I, but you're, you know, you're fabulous. Right. You're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
4: that the fact that it does add credibility, and it would help Ivy, is the very reason why Ivy hit it. Is because she kind of want to make. She wants to make. Her own name for herself, you know, outside of the shadow of her amazingly talented and already successful mother. Sure, and she wanted to know that she made it on her own; that her blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. um, was the thing that did it. You know, that gave her the part, and not the fact that she's related. She happens to be related to this big name in the industry. Well,
2: and if I think that's the case, she's it's come out at the perfect time because mm-hmm. she's already got the role. Granted, mm-hmm. the show it's going to go forward, but we don't know it's going to go forward yet on episode seven. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the perfect time. She comes out. She sort of makes her starring debut Mm -hmm. in this show. The world sees it and goes, and can you believe it? Mm -hmm. She's so-and-so's daughter, but she's already won the role. So it's the perfect time for that to come out. I would think. Do you agree with that?
1: I agree. I think she also has some push and pull in her mind because she while she wants to make a name for herself, as Sarah said, I think she also um, welcomes that feedback from her mom because it's still, you know, it's your mother the trailblazer, but yeah. she can learn mm-hmm. from her. She can. And so that was nice to see their relationship kind of develop over the episode. And she finally tells her she loves her. And yes. so I think that opened the door to to more um, education on the role. On, right. the, on just becoming a Broadway star. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. You're so hopeful. And-
4: And it's it's obvious that Ivy's trying to connect with her mother. Yes. You know, it seems like they're not so close, but she's trying. It showed, like, from the tears in the first, you know, when when Bernadette was performing, Ivy was already in tears, you know, in the workshop. I'm not sure if that's because she was like, hey, mom, you're stealing my thunder here, or because she sees what her mother has become, and she wants to be able to live up to that. One day, I wish, and connect with her mother through their craft.
1: I wish Ivy had seen her mother crying though when she was performing. I don't think she noticed that. So it, no, of course, I'm sure she didn't. It went notice both that. ways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's move on to Julia and Mike. The oh, for God's sake, the
1: ones storyline is what we're um, calling it these days. Yes, it's so stressful. It's,
2: yeah, it, well, it's stressful, and and I have to say, I'm a little put off by them this week. Now, you know, I, I was uh, the two very moral girls are on either side of me um, last week, and you know, I was just talking about how hot the sex scene was. Um, who's the tramp in this scenario? It's all about um, the, yeah, never mind. No, but yeah, the, the sweaty couch. We had to go there It's again. all about the sweaty sofa. And if you'll notice, Ivy fell off the sweaty sofa
1: again tonight. We're just saying. They didn't clean it or they put some kind of... Residual cleaner sweat. On it yeah
2: <laughs> yeah it might it might be there, or, or the bed bugs or whatever that they were talking about um so right so the, your your Kendra, your first comment was so Julia and Mike are out in the um hallway Uh-oh. there's a reflection of a mirror behind them. And and I thought that that was someone watching and I thought it was incredibly reckless of them <laughs> to be kissing in the in the hallway. But then um then it turned out we we realized it was a reflection. Tom comes out, he's talking to them. He doesn't exactly catch them kissing, but practically or yeah, did he? he? I did. Yeah. Okay. And then they go inside. Everything's fine and then the camera pans <laughs> right a little and we see freaking Ellis, Ellis standing there and Kendra says, "Why don't they check the corners?" <laughs>
1: the two of them for goodness sake and again not condoning it but you know and there would be no show i guess if you know they didn't check if they did check yeah but he's everywhere yeah he he is he
2: (laughs) He should wear a
1: bell (laughs) like a cat so that you know
2: he's there he should have like a beeping sound for a car that's going in reverse or something i have a
1: list of people now who know about this affair I know, there's a whole, right, so can you read the list, please? We have Leo, the son. Yes. We have Tom, which, I mean, she confessed to him last episode, but now he kind of witnessed it Right. Um, We have Alice. Right. Sneaking around in corners. Sneaky sneaky Alice. And Eileen. Right, because Alice told Eileen. Right, but she kind of wanted to ignore it right she kind of said well come to me when you have valuable information like you know this is not relevant mm-hmm. um and i i wondered if she maybe knew about the previous affair right five years ago and it right. kind of was like you know protecting
2: Well, I mean, of all the people that she should be protecting, Ellis isn't one of them. No, not protecting Ellis. No, I know you're not saying that. I'm just saying so that she would be protecting her, you know, her investment, so to speak. Right,
1: right, exactly.
4: Do you you think that Eileen's more worried about the families involved, or the fact that the show could fall apart?
2: No, I think she's... No, no. Eileen doesn't care about the fam. I mean, not that she's some heartless wench or anything, but right. I think she's concerned about her business, and you know? The martinis, yeah, and the, and the $7 martinis, because she's on a budget now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, she wants a $7 I martini. I don't
4: really understand Eileen's um, relationship with What is his name? Ellis. Oh, Oh. yeah. I I thought, I honestly thought, like, she was putting him in his place at first. Right. When he came to her and said that. Right. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, that friendship's over. Like, he really could be fired right now. And then the next scene they are shown together in, they're at the bar chatting it up. Yucking it up, I know. They're good friends again.
2: You know, I I don't want to be, I'm trying to not be hypercritical, but I feel like um, Eileen is coming off a little bit, um, she, her her acting is not believable to me, and I don't think it's Angelica Houston. I think it's the I the think it's the character or the mm-hmm. writing or something. But she seems very um uh, over the top and and sort of not believable. I feel like she hasn't settled into the part. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Angelica Houston is an amazing actress, but she and I think it, it just seems like her. This method that she's going through with um, hanging out with Ellis and going to the $7 bar and kind of slumming it mm-hmm. just seems really odd to out me. Out of
4: place. I think, yeah. I think
1: uh, maybe...
4: Well, she's going uh, through this whole, like, midlife crisis thing. Yes. In every episode, I but, think. Well, it's a way of rebelling against well, that- her... Um, husband seem to be ex-husband I think. He's yeah, but doing all it these just crazy seems crazy thing that he wouldn't approve of.
2: It just seems silly to me because it's it's a little like, you know, a 80-year-old woman wearing a mini skirt. I'm not <laughs> calling Angelica Houston 80 years old by any means. I'm just saying it seems really just dissonant it doesn't it doesn't work together at all for me and and i just feel like instead of being sort of you know interesting and charming or or odd or you know fun it just seems it just seems weird
1: but that i agree with sarah i think maybe it's a good thing because it kind of helps with the role like she's trying to find her footing in life after the divorce so she's a little awkward in what she's yeah, doing.
2: Yeah, but I just, you know, instead of appearing awkward, she's making me feel awkward. But maybe that's intentional. But maybe. it makes me want to not watch her. <laughs> it makes me want to mute that part of the oh, of the show. Well then. And Kendra, so, you
3: do not want to get that where Tamra doesn't watch the show. Don't make her feel uncomfortable.
1: Don't make me do I it. Didn't write the script. But so.
2: <laughs> You know, I think, there's a, I think there's a difference. And I've had this conversation with lots of people about lots of films and, yeah. and TV shows where when, you know, the director is trying to get something across mm-hmm. to the viewer. And when it and I've specifically had this conversation about awkwardness mm-hmm. and, and making your audience feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And it, it's a very careful line that you have to walk mm-hmm. because you can either make your audience feel uncomfortable and bring them into the film or television show, or you can make them feel uncomfortable to the point where they want to change the channel. And that's what I'm getting from this because I just feel like she's mugging to the camera. I feel it's a little bit um, of a a, a clown sort of scenario. And both of those words are way too strong for what I'm talking about. But I just, (laughs) it's just, I'm not, I I don't, I I don't get it. It's it's weird. It's
4: like, it's not real. Maybe is what you're trying to say. I'm not sure. Hmm. But for me, it's not real, like, the things that she's doing. Even, you know, the glass champagne splashing it in the face. Yes. Like, she's just very, like...
2: She, Over the they're top. they to use
4: it for, com- yeah, comical relief for every single episode. But it's not, it's just not that funny sometimes. It is awkward, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I think she's great, too, but it is awkward. Yeah.
2: Um, we got off topic.
4: <laughs> uh, our alert. But
2: so what? go ahead? Well, no, I just well, can I just say one more thing to? N- oh Yes, you may, Sarah. go ahead.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry. I think, think she was in the studio. No. <laughs> her... <laughs> sorry, go say that again. <laughs> I think her and the plumber guy are such an odd match. Well, like he's just... not the plumber; he's the bartender. <laughs> we had oh, that the bar- bar- Yeah, sorry the bar- the bartender guy. We,
2: we we mistook him for the plumber for yeah. a little while too. Yeah, I
4: was calling him. <laughs> I to fix it. he wears many hats or something, but he's um. He, it's just such a weird match to me that does add to uh, add to that awkwardness. Yeah, and that. I feel like that wouldn't happen,
2: right? I th- I mean, I thought he was—he's. I think he's really he's good looking, handsome, yeah. And and he was okay. charming. He was very charming in the in the conversations that they'd had. Is he
1: Irish? Wait a minute, that's the guy. <laughs> what guy? That we talked about. I just realized now he was in a soap opera. He was in our news and gossip. Okay, sorry. Oh. Now I'm just waking. up. Welcome to the show. No, because he looked different. We're glad different. you're here. But then when I just said handsome, I remember saying that he was handsome. He, he used
2: to be in a soap.
1: Did you say you like my
2: hair? <laughs> I said, welcome to the
1: show. No, after that. Oh, oh, oh! Something about my hair. No, I didn't. Oh. No. Um. No. And so he was. <laughs> I don't. Oh, the notes are over there. But um, yeah, he was on a soap opera. Okay, I think it was All My Children or something. Okay, and he was supposed to play her love interest. Oh, okay, okay. So this is how he's being introduced. Okay, um, it,
2: all it all comes, comes, together. comes back together.
1: <laughs> so right, yeah. it, but
2: if there's a relationship coming, which I'm sure there it will is. be a relationship yeah. coming between the two of them. Um, That's maybe something I can believe her being, you know, doing this histrionics and throwing drinks and, you know, and doing that silly gun video game in the bar. I mean, those are all like just silly things that just didn't seem in character for her. And I I, I, I question the the interpretation of having her stretch her boundaries. I'm not I'm not buying it.
1: it. I think she needs some time
2: yeah well i think somebody needs something oh.
1: uh, okay so julia and mike
2: <laughs> so julia's crying and and she catches leo smoking pot she finds um. out that leo knows and then then they're doing this she she says to mike it's over we're not doing this anymore mm-hmm. right no. then then they go into it's the day before the workshop they're about to have, you know, the Nederlanders mm-hmm. and the Schuberts and everybody show up the next day <laughs> and they're working on a scene. So it ends up having Mike and Julia across from each other reading dialogue and mm-hmm. Derek listening. Mm-hmm. And I thought, again, I, I'm, I'm just not loving this this episode, but I felt felt that that scene between the two of them was not believable. I felt yeah. like it was contrived I was say that. and yeah. that there's no way in hell that Derek wouldn't catch on that they were doing something right. personal in I, that scene. Mm,
1: I feel like right. Derek's in his own bubble and he wouldn't catch on. I feel like, um, Eileen was also watching and yes. I think she did cause her eyebrows raised and yes. like, hmm. But I, th- I again, well,
4: she, knew, I, she already knew at that point. Yes, though, she did. No, no, right.
1: Right. But at the same time, the dialogue worked for the, you know, Marilyn DiMaggio thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it all, anyways, it, it seemed that Derek wouldn't catch on just because I feel like he's he's like oh no that like he's he's kind yeah, of yeah I mean right this. I can believe that but
2: I just I I still felt like the scene was just very contrived and mm. not um it was not my favorite scene
4: <laughs> none of them were tonight. I don't I
1: don't really have a
2: favorite scene this did, week
4: did Julia Aww. storm off after that reading I forget.
2: No, they did a hard cut. They cut to something else. They, they cut to commercial, I think, actually. But she did
4: walk okay. away, but
1: I think that was part of the script, right? The
4: way or... that that played out, I, I'm i sort of with uh, Tamara on this one. I thought it was really unbelievable that Derek wouldn't be like, what is going on between you two? I actually I thought it was going to end like with him calling them out and telling them to like, stop whatever they've got going on. But he it played out as he believed it and that was just weird to me because just, it was so obvious
1: no, no but things are, are so obvious with ivy and he's just you know it's all about him so i don't i don't think it's in his character to realize these things about people he's not on that level emotionally okay honey <laughs> I'm, no, um, and this is what we've been saying the, the
2: whole the, time. The next thing, I, but I want to say the next thing that that really bothered me about the Michael and Julia story was, mm-hmm. um, him him coming to Julia during intermission of <laughs> workshop day to say we need to talk about our relationship. Yeah. I mean, first of all, that's crazy to yeah. do. Yeah. Second of all, you're an actor. Mm-hmm. so you really don't care about your relationships when you're being an actor I'm sorry, I've been around enough of them to know that that's the case um, they, they're completely self-absorbed, he's in the middle of something that could be a massive, massive career maker for him and he wants
1: to talk about how his girlfriend wants well, to sleep with him he's on the project just because of her I believe. yeah,
2: I know, he's but it's her. still he could, <laughs> if it goes, yeah. he could still end up being Joe DiMaggio yeah. and th- I, again, I thought it was implausible <laughs> There's no way that, uh, that that conversation would have well, happened.
1: Well, especially with her husband lurking. Yeah, and her like, husband around the corner. Right.
2: And his yeah. little boy running around or something. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't really, like, but...
4: He can't really be that dumb, right? Well, you know, there's a time and place for everything.
1: He's been consistently that laying it that
4: dumb. all out there. I mean, and not... Say no that offense.
1: again. He's been cons- consistently that dumb. In, he has his, been. That's why it's so...
4: En- Actually he, I find him to be very annoying. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like
1: he's always on her on, like in in the most blatant spaces, you right. know, like they're in the hallway, he's going to go in for a kiss like they're a couple. Right. No. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's ridiculous.
2: Just, right. Now, now he's so
4: the, meaty the too. well, that yeah. was the
2: other thing I was actually going to go to. It could be that he's such a narcissist because this is a show of narcissists. Right. He could be such a narcissist <laughs> that he doesn't even really care about what's going on about him. It's just about whatever's in front of him at that moment and whatever he's feeling at that moment. Yeah. So he is very uh,
1: careless, right? Potentially, which mm-hmm. could harm a lot of people. But how do you,
2: if, so was he married when they had their affair before? I don't think so. Okay. Because no, I remember he, he said, oh, I'm married Shh. now. Oh, sh- I'm married now. Yeah. Right. So he, let's just say he hasn't been through this before and he, well, he's, he's maybe not very experienced <laughs> in having an affair and knows that he needs to hide it from his wife and her boyfriend. He's so his
4: way to be stupid though. Like when he went and walked up to the husband, you know, yes. to say something to him yes, and say like, yeah, he'll come over. When he's home, like it was just, he looked for awkward moments
1: like that. It seems. It's like a game for him.
2: Well, maybe it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's not happy at home, and he's really trying to push it so that he will break everybody up. And
1: and then what? What does he think is gonna pick come up at the at pieces? Like what's what's gonna happen? She's gonna leave her family. He's gonna leave his, and they're gonna be happily ever after. Yeah. Is yeah. that what he think is? I, so. I don't. I don't think he's thinking.
2: No, probably not. Forehead. Probably not.
4: Yeah. While we're on the subject of him, though, I think he did a really good job with um his song. Yeah, you do? Um, his performance. What was it called?
2: Something on Lexington <laughs> and 52nd. That one?
4: Yeah. Like, you could really feel the anger flowing through him in that song. And yes. And he, he's such a good singer. I thought it was a great performance. Yeah. Kendra Kendra
2: wasn't a big fan of it. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I totally outed you. No, I, well, it's just because... But I, I, the reason I brought it up is because I think it is a character thing again. Yeah. I don't think he was necessarily... Um, this, you know, Michael Swift doing a doing a great right. performance of a great song right. because he was also putting in the layer of that I'm conflicted. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend and her husband are here. There's all this going mm-hmm. on. So but I think I have that there to was through it, right? I think of, there yeah. were extra layers of it. The same way that Megan Hilty talked about, I'm Megan Hilty playing Ivy playing Marilyn, mm-hmm. which is different right. than Ivy mm-hmm. or, than Megan Hilty playing Marilyn. Mm-hmm. You know? and she
1: has scaled back in you know in certain emotional times, and then you know done a great job when at other times you know yes so it is it's probably the acting
4: i just well, what, I, what michael swift is going through in that scene yes is just like the other songs the same thing as what the musical character is going through joe dimaggio it made joe dimaggio believable when he was performing that for me because they're experiencing the same thing he feels like he's competing against all these other things for the woman that he supposedly loves, right? And I, and because it's a similar situation, and he was putting his passion into it, that's why I thought it was so good. Mm-hmm. It was such a good performance for me mm-hmm. on the character level.
2: I need to watch it again because I was writing notes and trying to figure out the Twitter feed and this and the that, mm-hmm. um, and I was really, I was just listening to it and and vocally. Um, it I, I I kind of agree with you that it yeah. wasn't like the most uh, Kendra. I'm saying I don't I don't necessarily think it was the best vocal performance that mm-hmm. he's done because mm-hmm. um, I I think that history is made at night song is the best one that they've done so far mm-hmm. best original song that they've done so far mm-hmm. and he's fabulous in that mm-hmm. and the song where he was melting Julia with his you know mm-hmm. I'm gonna kiss you now song. Yeah. Um I thought that one was really beautiful. So yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's him as a as a performer. Okay. I think it might be that a what character. we've all been saying about yeah. the you know, blah 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 blah, <laughs> blah 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 blah. Um hmm. okay, anything else to say about Michael and Julia? we all hate the situation. Oh, oh yeah, this is the other thing that I think is so ridiculous. Okay, it's Michael and Julia, oh my God, I'm so hot for you. No, 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 I'm. oh my God, I'm so hot for you. No, I'm so hot for you. Oh my God, let's have sex on the couch. Okay, we're going to totally have sex on the couch. Oh my God, I'm crying. Oh my God, no, we're totally broken up.
1: <laughs> I mean, in- that's how fast it went. And insert um, his wife and kids show right. up. To wife the- and kids show up. <laughs> to the I mean, Julia just court. went like Who from, I invited them? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. Ouch. I don't know.
1: They're... Anyway. But but I mean it just was
2: literally there was one episode, not even one episode, there were two two thirds of two episodes yeah. where well, they were together but and not then
1: really broken up. This is only the beginning. Do we have a prediction coming up? Oh sorry. <laughs> a, a premature prediction. <laughs>
3: I like how every week, uh, Kendra, always, she, she you're always very insightful, the, and you're already and ready to do always predictions. Always drops out the right. prediction. That's great. Yeah. That means when you watch, your mind goes to these places. I think that's, that's not right. a not was, a bad deal, Kendra. I'm gonna write right. that down
1: though, because yeah, last I time you forgot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I had a prediction. I did, I predict but I don't Wait, remember. So, what it so is. Tammy, that yeah. really happened. The oh my god, I love you. Oh my god, let's see it up. And oh my god, we're broken up. Yeah.
2: What? They slept together last episode, and they broke up in this episode. They slept together I in the end Julia of last just episode. Wanted they, her
4: little fix, Air so. quotes. She's broken. right. She's wanted her little fix of Michael, and, and then she then reality hit, and she's like, "Oh, I can't do this."
1: Yeah, yeah. But she's done it before. <sighs> no, but you know, I think it's because now it's because they got caught. It's it's if if Leo, let me go down my list here. Yes, if Leo, Leo Alice, Alice Tom, Eileen, and Tom, I mean, all know <laughs> if they hadn't you know implied that they that, you know her.
4: that's true
1: I don't and think she, she looked
4: sincerely heartbroken when she saw the, the wife and the kid walk yes. in and he kissed her yes she, she was like oh my up. god this isn't gonna work right because so yeah, sure. they're
2: both homewreckers and her, she, her being outside getting ready to vomit yeah that's that's yeah. serious that's, that's hitting you in the gut
4: yeah I was so scared that she was prego at that moment with Michael's oh, baby. Actually. <laughs> let's uh-huh.
1: Write that down. That's I a prediction. Like, <laughs> 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 write, write that down, Sarah.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. What if that is it? It could be. Why, why is she vomiting or wanting to vomit? She could be.
2: Yeah. I mean, it absolutely predict- could be a possibility. Mm, that would then, be
1: Because in in the huh? then they'll be excited. ooh, we're pregnant. We don't have to adopt. And then DNA test and all that. Oh man. Predictions later on. Oh, we're not going to have very good predictions though, I'm <laughs> just telling you right now. I know. Our audience is going to be like, "We heard that."
2: Um okay, so then our third topic was the workshop, the actual process of the workshop. So we've covered some of this with talking about Michael and Julia mm-hmm. having their conversation during the intermission, with Derek talking to her to Ivy about the the uh, intermission. Um, a couple of things, just procedural things that I thought were really interesting. I would have thought there would be some measure of costuming for a workshop. Now, I okay. know there's no budget at all. Mm-hmm. These guys are making $200 a week to, to do rehearsals, but I at least would have thought they'd say, you know, girls That's show great. up in a dress mm-hmm. or, you know, and Ivy was sort of costumed and, and Joe DiMaggio, Michael, was was sort of costumed, but and some of the boys were wearing hats, which mm-hmm. are, pro- I don't know. I just thought, because I've been in no budget productions and you still figure out how to do something with, with, yeah, right. when you're doing workshops. Okay. And so that was, I, I j- maybe that's authentic, but it just seemed to me like for something where the stakes are so high
1: yeah.
2: that, that there'd be maybe a little more, I understand having an extremely minimal set um, you know in with just blocks and the, chairs and yeah,
1: yeah to show the skill because I've
2: done that too mm-hmm. but um, but I just sort of thought there'd be a little bit more Karen standing there in in a yoga tank. pants and a, and a t-shirt <laughs> like a rash guard
1: shirt right. that was weird <laughs> I thought that was Falling weird off the stage yeah yeah
4: you're right I didn't even think of that but you're right Especially if
2: you're this is for your investors. These are people who are going to put up millions and millions of dollars potentially to to make your show go. mm -hmm. And of course, you want the story and the songs to convey what you're conveying. But Mm -hmm. every little bit helps. Seems to me.
1: Maybe he was that confident in their talent, which he should be. Yeah. And and I think you know the audience appreciated it. And, it
2: and maybe maybe it looks like you're trying too hard if you if, if you start in, to costume yeah. and, and that sort of thing. But so, like I said, I don't know from Broadway workshops. I don't know what that's like. But and maybe that's authentic. But that just seemed sort of odd to me. <laughs> um. But so, yeah, there were several flubs. Ivy fell off the sweaty couch. When they were picking her up on the bats, the couch she fell off. Like a... An
1: important <laughs> prop. It in is. This, in it is.
2: Show. Maybe Julia will give birth on that couch.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry. <laughs> Prediction. <laughs> oh, my. They'd have to sterilize it. Um. um and Karen falling off,
2: it, off the bleachers <laughs> into the drum kit. Yeah.
4: she's which was so funny. Cute. That... She was so cute when she fell
1: off. She's adorable. Don't I'm okay. It... I think I'm Okay.
4: I was going to say,
1: I think throughout the workshop, and I think I've said this in previous episodes, mm-hmm. I still feel like Karen stands out and shines from the background. I feel uh-huh. like she looks out of place in the ensemble. Really? And it's just... I think just, she's supposed to, though. No, yeah. I'm just pointing it out because I'm team Karen. Weren't you team Ivy? Yes. Sarah's team <laughs> Ivy. Yeah. So yeah I'm, I'm still you.
4: team Ivy, for the part, at least. Um <laughs> No, yeah, so I didn't agree with what Derek was saying um, when he was talking about how Ivy wasn't so great during the workshop. I, I don't see um, where in that performance, aside from the little trip,
1: like two trips mm-hmm. here and
4: there, mm-hmm. where she wasn't good.
1: I agree with you. I thought she was spectacular. I mean, that's his pathology, speaking. Yeah. He's not—he he knew she was great. He's just trying to keep her— you know where he can control her. That's what you think, That's really. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh. He's shown his
2: his. Ways but again, when really... with somebody with something so big on the line, I don't believe that. No. With all, something so big on the line, he's going to go in and mess with this girl's head mm-hmm. when his entire career could be made she's... and the rest of his life could be made by the people who are in the other room. He's going to go mess with the girl.
1: She. And maybe, right. I, I have zero idea, this is a theory again, uh-huh. <laughs> she kind of has that tendency to do really well when someone challenges her that way. Sure. Maybe when he's complimented her another time, she doesn't bring it as well, because, you know, all of her life, she's trying to impress her mom, so maybe to prove herself. everyone yeah. around her, she needs to do the same sure. thing in order to do well. Sure. I don't know. It's just a theory. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay.
4: Well, thank God Ivy has Tom. Yes. He's been such a positive influence with her. Yes. Yeah. And the one that like tears her on on the sidelines and keeps her going. Yeah. If she didn't have Tom, then she
2: would derail.
4: Yeah, totally. She would have had her breaking point, oh. her second and final breaking point already. I think.
2: Yeah. Um, one of the this is slightly off topic, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about because Kendra and I were talking about this a little bit the the other chorus members. The dancers, right? right. They, uh,
1: <sighs> the peanut gallery.
2: They're just again. I feel like it's represent or presentational acting. I don't. The, I think I feel like they haven't settled into their parts yet, and they're very. They're doing like sketch comedy instead of doing <laughs> an NBC ten o'clock drama. And I, I, I <laughs> again, I don't want to be mean, and I'm trying to be funny, but I, I don't mean funny. it's that bad. That was good. But, but they're the um. How they went from "I hate you, Karen" to "Oh my gosh, I'm totally going to support you" when you go see this guy. <laughs> I mean, that was just such a silly turn to me. Yeah. And and they're I don't know if it's the directing or the writing or the acting, but something just feels not believable to me with them. Did you agree with me or did you not? I
4: think I think they're being stage actors on television, and it doesn't oh. work when you're when you're acting for the stage. Not that they. I'm not saying like they're they're good. I'm sure they're amazing in Broadway. They're all Broadway actors. Right. But it's a different kind of acting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it definitely is.
4: Versus being on television. I think they're still in their stage element as they're shooting this show. But in ter- that's why it seems so overdone maybe.
1: In terms of the storyline though, I was asking Tamara if, if that was something realistic like, you know do people band together in a broadway show or or other stage show and kind of become friends that way I mean yes like, and no it really
2: depends there there are times where if you can if you can find someone to bond with i've i have been in you know lots of theatrical groups mm-hmm. and have made very close friendships with some people and you know and then others not but there yeah. it's just it's not they all envy Karen her situation with the fact that she's got this music producer who is courting her
1: mm-hmm.
2: I I think it's a more likely scenario that they would be like Ivy is where she goes congratulations good for you and you walk out the door and she goes Bay. you know <laughs>
1: well, I,
2: it, not that she did that literally but, yeah, but that kind of <laughs> begrudging support
1: because it's an incredibly competitive business but I feel like And and I don't know if this is true, but when, you know, because they're ensemble, um, sorry, (laughs) because they're... That was smooth. (laughs) 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 Because they're ensemble, um, you know, roles, do they kind of automatically fill that spot and are they comfortable there? And they recognize Karen as as being a star and do they... (laughs) Um, Do they therefore kind of cheer her on? Like, that to me seems realistic. They would be like, oh, you're lucky. Yeah, call them up. Like, you know, because they're comfortable. They know that they're not at her level. And that's where I think that part is realistic.
4: For me, I I saw it as this girl grew on them. And yeah, they're Ivy's friends. Yeah. But the underdog in this situation has grown on them. And hey, they had fun with her at karaoke night. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, they've so. grown to like her somewhat, and she's got this amazing opportunity. And I think, <laughs> I, I, in my opinion, they're being genuine.
2: I I, I got what it is her. for me. I think what it is for me is that it's it's such a they don't have time. Here's what the problem is: they don't have time to develop chorus characters, mm-hmm. right? You know, and I, by they I mean the writers. Mm-hmm. Um, And so they're they're going to look very surface and very deep as a dime to the rest of us Mm -hmm. because we just can't get that much further into it. And I think I'm just reading that as being not genuine instead of it's not something I need to worry about. Let's just move on. Mm -hmm. So I'm 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 taking it too seriously. I'm just gonna put it that way.
1: <laughs> I actually oh, I know we have to Yeah, we
2: of, gotta keep we gotta get a move on.
1: But I it was just interesting the song that Karen was singing at the studio with Mr. Raskin. Yes. Um who's in love with her now. Yes. Um I think I, I love you. I, <laughs> I just thought the line you know, the the phrase or whatever that where she says this is how it's done again is kinda of trying to highlight that she's A superstar. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. that's a beautiful song too but it was brighter than the sun kobe calais mm-hmm. um and you were looking at i'm singing long in in the chair and you're looking at me going do i know, do i know the song and i said yes I you know like the song. i, I don't it. know i don't know what no, music like you know but of course you've heard it yeah, of course you have
1: I, I like that song
2: i thought it was beautiful and i thought her rendition was really excellent
1: yeah and it's on itunes all of the songs that are on each show Yay. They uh, make them available on iTunes. Yay.
2: <laughs> and then the last one was on Lexington and 52nd, which we already talked about with Mike. Yes. Um, so that was, that. I think that's pretty much smashed for tonight. Um, we have some news and gossip. So let's go to, some new, wait, we need to do a commercial, commercial. first. Yes. Yes. Commercial first. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> After
0: Buzz TV. <laughs> Hi. I was once like you. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about?
2: All right, so we got to get quick through our news. Um, go
1: ahead. I'll go ahead. Yeah, um, we're going to have you do it. Well,
3: we'll we'll start like this. Um, you have a couple of videos, so explain to me what our first or both videos are, and we'll do one at the beginning of news and one at the end. Does that work for you?
1: Sure, uh, sure. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. So
3: go ahead and explain it, and then I'll pull up the video.
1: Okay, well, we just, I mean, we have two videos. Um, one of it, it, it's really Bernadette Peters talking about this episode tonight and what it was like to do and that sort of thing. So it's... Uh, it's kind of it's long, but we don't, you know, we're not we don't have to run watch it all, whole yeah. thing. And then the second one is just Megan Hilty kind of discussing what it was like to have Bernadette. Oh, okay. So, so it's
2: all about the Bernadette Peters portion yes. of the show. Yeah. For the evening, we so, ready, Ronnie, or is Ronnie? That, not yet? In
3: just a second, okay. we're going uh, to the page. One second. Okay. You guys nice. having a great night.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Lovely night.
2: Even though, yeah, it's... I, I actually, one of the things I like about being here late on Monday nights is that we're the only people here. I know. It's kind of... So it's like mellow. Yeah. It's like the after-after buzz. <laughs> I know, after
1: but I like that. The
2: after-after buzz. After hours. After hours. <laughs> late night after buzz. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you
1: want to buzz
2: what about? What do you want to buzz about? <laughs>
5: oh, there's Bernadette. Look. Yes. So this was... Um... The idea for Smash was so exciting to me, to have a musical series um, for adults, basically, because, you know, Glee was such a big success and so much fun, and everyone lo- loves Glee, that to have s- the making of a Broadway musical is just ripe for some... beautiful for subject matter. There's so many, so many stories that you can tell about it. Lee uh, Conroy is a... Um, she was a big musical comedy star. Uh, she doesn't work as much anymore, but she's, she comes to, into a room everyone knows, recognizes her, knows who she is. So she's had quite a successful career. And uh, she's a bit narcissistic. <laughs> she it's has a lovely daughter, <laughs> Ivy. She... Uh, I think she had a lot of... she wasn't there a lot. Yeah, she was working. A, a use that, she had a lot of guilt about that. But she also never really expressed her emotions to her daughter or connected to her daughter that much with her daughter growing up. Because she, she was I busy they, being a big star. Because of that, they both mm-hmm. um, missed out and have a part of them that's sad and lacking, that they don't have that together. And um, maybe they'll try to make that happen in the series. I don't know what the writer in, intends, but it's very interesting to play because the way it's written now is my character is very narcissistic. Um, she was really written very, even more narcissistic originally. No, it's a little bit less, and um, you find out within this this episode that. How much she loves her daughter, but she just wasn't a, she's not able to express it and wasn't able to express it. So we don't know what the future holds as far as um, bringing them together, throwing a wedge between them. I'm not sure <laughs> what's going to happen. Okay, should we, should we, we, cl- we stop color? this one now? Yeah, we can stop okay. this one. Okay. I, I
1: hadn't even seen these and I kind of.
2: Now you want to watch more?
1: No, I'm just. <laughs> it's kind of it's what we were talking yeah, about. So yeah, yeah. interesting. It, it
2: is. Um okay so you you need another second, Ronnie, to bring that next one up right
1: uh
3: yeah we'll start news and then uh we'll get to that second video and i 'll have
2: cancer. okay so here i have some I have some personal professional news to share. Um, a film that, a short film that I co produced with fellow afterbrowser John Comerford, who does The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Um, he and I made a short film. Oh, and parts of it were actually shot here in our studio, not in this room, but out in the big studio where we, where we sometimes watch. So, so some of the film was actually shot out there. It is making its debut at the Beverly Hills Shorts Film Festival this Saturday at 4 p.m. Um and Congrats. it's the film is called Fall of Night and it's very funny. It's a comedy. It's very funny. It's made by my good friend Ross Raventos and Stephen Hawes. And they um the festival is, since they're short films, they do them in chunks. Mm-hmm. And so the comedy shorts program is this Saturday at four pm. and Fall of night opens up the the comedy shorts part of the festival this weekend. Anyway, so tickets and information can be found at the website for Beverly Hills Shorts festival.com. dot um, I'm going to be there. A lot of our actors are going to be there. Um, all the production team will be there. Congratulations! And uh, and it's pretty exciting. Tickets are only eight dollars if you buy them online by <laughs> by Wednesday, um, and then they're all they're ten dollars at the door. So. Um, if you want to see some fun movies and see something that some people that you kind of know have made, come and see us. So it's the Beverly Hills Shorts Film Festival. Proud of you, Saturday Tammy. Four Proud That's of
3: John. You. you guys, you guys put in the work. Excellent. That's great. Shall we do news? Let's yes. get into it. Good job, though, Tammy. We Thank love that. Thank you. Thank you. After Buzz
1: TV news. Um. Well, I. Oh, we'll do the video afterwards. I brought in today, uh, well, March's Ladies Home Journal. Oh, Ladies Home <laughs> Journal. <laughs> and uh, found a little, kind of little article with Catherine McPhee. And um, just some of the interesting points she made. Um, she said in Smash, she plays a girl from Iowa who dreams of being on Broadway. Um, she says, it's the perfect part. Growing up, my mother always took me to to see musical theater, Plus, the series is produced by Steven Spielberg. Anything he's involved with grabs my attention. Yes. Um, aside from that, uh, something interesting she said, she'd love to work with Adele, which um, oh. Adele is actually supposed to be um, on an upcoming episode. Really? I think that was that's in one exciting. of our news and, uh, news and gossips. Um, I think that's that's all from that from that article, I think that uh...
2: I was I was reading uh, one of the message boards somewhere, and I saw somebody saying that they were um, slightly annoyed with the writers of the show when they went to Iowa when mm-hmm. they took Karen to, back to Iowa to see her Morning. parents
3: with AT and in order to pull the video, we have to go through that. But keep talking. We'll, okay, we'll I will cut the news music. But just keep on. Delivering. Okay,
2: okay, that's fine. So, um, th- somebody was saying, you know, they sent they sent Karen to Iowa, and it's like people don't even have television in Iowa. <laughs> they, you know, they were portraying Iowa as Iowa in the '50s or something, and it was just <laughs> oh, so wow. silly and unrealistic how uh, how everybody was you know, so starstruck by Karen, not that they wouldn't be starstruck by her. But the I think it's again, it's the same kind of criticism that I have about the chorus. Yeah. And they're very surface. The the Things come off as cliche, I think sometimes. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's sort of one of the criticisms. And it's not, you know, it's not just mine. I read this in one of the one of the message message boards. So people Mm -hmm. were talking about that. So
1: that was that. Do you have any other news? um I don't uh, I don't know if Sarah... Sarah are you still with us
3: I feel like Sarah may have a uh, think lost we